0: Open your Bibles, please, to Exodus chapter 20, Exodus 20, and I'll be re-preaching a message today. Always a bit different when I do so, but re-preaching a message today because the initial compelling circumstances behind the preaching of the message the first time have only grown more dire and more serious and thus more Compelling, and even as the Apostle Paul in the Athenian Square had his spirit provoked within him by the Holy Spirit of God as he gazed upon his fellow men perishing in their worship of idols, my spirit is continually provoked, and I trust you are provoked as well. Some of you may not be provoked as you ought to be, and some of you may be well provoked, but not know well what to do or what to say to these circumstances. So I'm going to revisit this topic today, and I'll be revisiting it, no doubt, in days ahead yet further. The title of today's message is Communism is Evil. Communism is Evil, and it's fitting that this message will be preached on September 11th, the remembrance of an evil day. In which Islam reared its head, Islam that had been unchecked by those who are supposed to check evil. It is the government's responsibility, the government's God-given responsibility to hold evil at bay. To cause evildoers to fear because there are government men, there are soldiers, there are police officers that do not bear the sword in vain. And when governments do not do their duty, evil men rise up and innocents suffer, and that took place on September 11th, and we remember that today. But a greater threat in this hour is afoot in the United States of America and the Western world and around the globe, and that is... The threat of communism, and this threat has been growing in our colleges, it's been growing in our high schools, it's been growing in our middle schools and elementary schools, it's been growing in our media, it's been growing and festering, uh, not by accident, but by the deliberate intentional plotting of those with Marxist, socialist, communist leanings and goals. And so we are raising up a generation here in the United States of America-haters and, far worse, God-haters. And communism is both. It is God-hating and it is America-hating. It is capitalism-hating. It is freedom-hating. It is dangerous to mankind as a whole, dangerous to our nation and dangerous to eternal souls. It is a real and present Danger. In fact, the danger is so great in this hour that this message, if things do not change, will either soon be removed from the World Wide Web after I put it up, or will involve FBI agents knocking on my door and arresting me. That is the America we now live in. That is the new reality, which would seem unbelievable just a short time Ago, Even as some were concerned that this might be our near future, it was nearer even than most of those thought. And so we have moved quickly from the Democratic Nationalist Socialist Party, and that should ring a bell, Nationalist Socialism. Oh yes, that's the party that Adolf Hitler belonged to before they called it the Nazi Party. So the Democratic Nationalist Socialist Party termed, conservatives, termed Bible-believing Christian conservatives, a basket of deplorables. And then they moved quickly beyond that to say that we are a homegrown threat to democracy. And then they moved beyond that to say we are a homegrown terrorist threat to democracy. And then they moved beyond that to say that we are white Christian nationalists and thus a threat to democracy democracy. The democratic, nationalist, socialists are talking a lot about democracy, 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 but they don't mean what most think they mean by that. And now they've graduated to calling us, and not not just some representative from some podunk state, not just some wild-eyed political leftist democrat hack, but the president of the United States that is in reality the communist revolutionary insurrectionist who is posing as the president of the United States, Joe Biden, has at least twice over now declared conservatives to be fascists. And it's interesting that communists and fascists always criminalize their competition. They always criminalize those who uphold freedom. And whatever they're accusing us of, you can be certain at this point that is their playbook. That is what they are doing themselves. Those are their plans. And so if they accuse us or our elected representatives, conservative, constitutional, elected representatives of being, let's say, in bed with communists, in bed with Russia... Russia, Russia, you can be certain they are in bed with Russia. And the old saying, follow the money, is true. And the ties of communist money go directly to the Democratic Party. You're hard-pressed to find any Republican conservative senators or representatives that shared a bed with a Chinese spy. But you find that in the Democratic Nationalist Socialist Party, You'll be hard-pressed to find any that have received inexplicable large sums of money directly from communist regimes or their proxies. And yet you find that with Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, and Joe's brother. You'll be hard-pressed to find the FBI covering up the slightest legal infraction of any conservative in the United States of America. But we're finding the FBI completely corrupt and covering up egregious lawlessness that's afoot in the Democratic Nationalist Socialist Party that's afoot in the White House. What we have is a full-blown communist insurrection afoot. That's what's going on. That's what you're watching. And you say, well, what does the church have to do with that? Well, communism is a doctrine. It is a worldview And it's contrary to Christ. It is anti-Christ. For love of Christ and love of neighbor, we need to expose this evil. And we need to be willing to and able and ready to expose this evil in our circle of influence. We need to be able to say, Communism is evil. Socialism is evil. Marxism is evil. And then to have a few bullet points to back that up. The communist news network, CNN, and the rest of the America-hating leftist press are passionately praising and deceptively defending Joe Biden his Democratic Party co-conspirators as they burn America to the ground. What we see going on in these democratic, nationalist, socialist states and cities is deliberate destruction, deliberate economic destruction, and unleashing of a criminal element that brings about insecurity and unrest and instability. And Marxism revels in that environment. That is the environment of revolution. And that's what they're deliberately creating. Civil unrest leading to revolution. And their talking points are bold. Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, and their partners, their co-conspirators in the liberal press, their talking points are bold as they criminalize anyone who upholds the biblical worldview, as they criminalize anyone who upholds the Constitution that God's gracious providence has provided us. They are bold in their evil. And by and large, conservatism and conservatives are meek when they need to be strong and Christians are confused they're wandering about confused they're spouting one message this direction another that direction another they don't know where to stand politics don't matter government doesn't matter what does the church have to do with government nothing those kind of things and then yet we're having a church at war conference church at war yes yes The church is at war, and our main battle is, of course, always the gospel of Jesus Christ. The main answer to every evil, including the evil of communism, is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we must always keep the main thing the main thing, and the gospel is the main thing. For Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Amen! However, the law of God is the tutor to bring men to Christ that they might be justified by faith. And the law of God exposes sin individual sin, corporate sin, political sin, governmental sin, communist sin, and evil. And we need to be able to utilize the Word of God to expose this evil to call those who are engaged in applauding it or ignoring it or actively going to war. To aid and abet it, we must rightly divide the law of God to call them to repentance. That they might be saved by grace alone, through faith alone in Jesus Christ alone. And if they'll not be saved, at least perhaps that they might return to their senses and that their evil would be held in check. In fact, not only are they burning America to the ground, Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo are handing out hot dogs and marshmallows to roast over the Washington D.C. bonfire. At least Chris was, as they sing, "Burn, baby, burn." In milk toast contrast, most of the conservative news networks are cautiously using terms like crisis, failed, stumbled, bumbled, fumbled, and dropped the ball to describe Joe Biden's systematic dismantling and destruction of our nation. That is still going on. We are well past those terms. Failed, stumbled, bumbled, fumbled. When we think about the southern border, it's not a failure. It's not a crisis. It's not a fumble. It's a touchdown every day. Touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. It's a vast invasion. It's the deliberate destruction of our border leading to the deliberate destruction of our nation. The conservative press is largely unwilling to come right out and say what we all see daily unfolding before our eyes. The deliberate destruction of our constitutional republic. Our constitutional republic. Democracy, democracy, democracy. Constitutional republic. Know your terms is a nation in which our elected officials are representatives of the people who must govern within the confines of the United States Constitution that God's good providence has graciously provided us as the highest earthly law of our land. Our constitutional republic was brilliantly designed by our founding fathers in such a way that executive, legislative, and judicial powers are separated into three distinct branches that were designed to balance and limit power. You hear members of the Democratic Nationalist Socialist Party talk much about democracy. There's a difference between a constitutional republic and a democracy. Fundamentally, a democracy is run by people, a tyranny of 51 percent rule, or a tyranny of those who count the votes. And a republic is run by the law of the Constitution that are essentially laws of the Constitution that are essentially set in stone. Our constitutional republic is a system of laws that are designed to protect American citizens and contain government within carefully balanced and limited confines that guard it from ever becoming an abusive tyranny, despite a 51% or greater voting majority that may foolishly be convinced to cast their vote for a tyrant and his unconstitutional tyrannical policies, protocols, mandates, edicts, declarations, and or laws." You see, when you have a democracy run by nationalist-socialists, you vote in men called chancellors. That's what they called Adolf Hitler. And suddenly they change everything. And the laws and the books are meaningless. And that's where we are now. We voted in a chancellor called Joe Biden. And the laws and the books are meaningless. The Democratic Nationalist Socialist Party is doing whatever they want. They're doing whatever they want. They raided the former president's house All the lies of the leftist media side on no grounds at all. They've set a whole new precedence of trying to criminalize their political opposition. That's what banana republics do. And that's not a store where you buy expensive overpriced clothes. Or it's not just a store where you do that. Banana republics are places of lawlessness, places where constitutions, if they have them, are meaningless, where every new dictator murders the last and all who supported them. And steals all their stuff. And that's where we're at. We're looking to criminalize the opposition and steal all their stuff for the little guy. But we're just looking out for the little guy. And we, we keep, you know, telling everyone, you remember Obama? Free stuff, free stuff. People are getting free cell phones, free this, free that, and they're out there celebrating the streets, all the free stuff they're gonna get. Nothing's free. Nothing's free. And Marxism, socialism, communism, whatever you want to call it, it only works as you steal from the capitalists. And when you run out of capitalists to steal from, now you're stealing from those who first stole from the capitalists. And the bourgeoisie keeps moving down, you know, the bourgeoisie, the rich, those you can morally justify taking their stuff from that continues to adjust down, down, and down until you're taking the bourgeoisie's bowl of rice because they have a bowl of rice and you don't. And you've trained the people in such a way, essentially in a godless morality of survival of the fittest to where if they have more stuff than you, the morally right thing to do is to take their stuff. The end of that, of course, is mass starvation, mass murder. That's where this always ends. It always ends there. It's happening right now. There, there are nations right now, like Venezuela, nations right now that have embraced, oh, I forgot to mention, embraced the Green New Deal. The leftists have convinced these banana republics, these little African nations, to embrace the Green New Deal. And what's the result? Quickly, within months or a few years max, what's the result? They're not just third world nations. They're caveman nations. No electricity, no sewage, no economy, no currency. It's all a vast global plot with deep globalist pockets pulling the strings and advancing this communist world view. And these next few years will determine how the rest of your life will be lived out or not lived at all. What world your children will live their lives out in. What world your born or unborn grandchildren will live their lives out in. We live in a pivotal time. A time where we must act like men. The elected representatives that we send to Washington, D.C. and to our state capitals to serve the Constitution... And American citizens are required to take an oath of office that binds them to support and defend the Constitution. It reads as follows, quote, I do solemnly swear or affirm that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, that I will bear truth or bear true faith and allegiance to the same that I take this obligation freely without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion and that I will well and faithfully discharge the duties of the office on which I'm about to enter. So help me God, unquote. Every duly elected president and at least one that wasn't has taken the following oath of office, quote, I do solemnly swear or affirm that I will faithfully execute the office of President of the United States and will to the best of my ability preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. Joe Biden and his Democratic Party friends haven't simply failed to uphold their oaths of office. They've trampled upon them with the same open contempt that they hold for the rest of the Constitution that they're daily working to undermine and burn along with our flag. The supposed symbol of systemic racism and systemic non-binary gender oppression. Hear me whether it's the New Green Deal or systemic racism or systemic non-binary oppression, these are all tools of advancing their Marxist agenda. They don't care about the non-binary. They don't care about homosexuals. They don't care about black people or brown people or purple people. They care about Marxism. They care about ruling ruthlessly, lawlessly. Might makes right in a godless world. An atheistic communism, which is what these men and women represent, no matter what they claim to be, Roman Catholic or Christian, or what they claim to be, doesn't matter. Clearly, their worldview, morally and practically, is an atheistic, communistic worldview. Let's take a few minutes to think through current events and how they're being reported. Is Joe Biden a good-hearted American, brilliantly dealing with a series of unrelated and unprecedented challenges? Is Joe Biden merely Mediocre a mediocre politician that rose to a position beyond his capabilities or is Joe a dementia suffering politician so long in the tooth that he can't help but stumble bumble fumble and drop the ball again and again and the answer is no no and no he's none of those things communist insurrectionist Joe didn't fumble the ball in Afghanistan he's not fumbling the ball at our southern border. He's making Marxist playbook touchdowns. In Afghanistan, he gave over millions and millions of dollars of advanced weaponry to our enemies. And as soon as we left, China swooped in and took control. You may not be aware that China is taking control of South America. You may not be aware that China is taking control of Africa. China means to win, and they're playing to win. You may not be aware that there are no purple-haired, lipstick-wearing Chinese soldiers. Their soldiers are men, and they're training for war. You may not be aware that, that the Chinese army doesn't put out ads with rainbow bullets on the helmets like they just had the United States Marine Corps do. That is profoundly evil. That is a signal to all of our enemies that we are open season. Could you give a better signal than our southern border? Could you give a better signal when China is preparing for war, where China is daily threatening Taiwan, where Russia is at war, and all we're concerned about is begging Qi to get on board with our new Green Deal to save the world from global warming? Which, again, is that's just part of their agenda. They don't care about the globe, they don't care about giant fans in the desert. That's all part of their. Advancement of their Marxist agenda. Joe and his communist puppet masters simultaneously destabilized the world by creating the world's best armed terrorist army in Afghanistan and using taxpayer-funded U.S. military jets to import a yet-to-be-realized number of undocumented Afghan Taliban jihadis into the United States of America. Estimates are somewhere around 5% out of the thousands of undocumented Afghanis that we brought to America when we evacuated Afghanistan. Puppet Joe gave a green light to global Islamic jihad and their communist Chinese-Russian allies with one supposed dementia-driven fumble. Germany and Japan were strange bedfellows in World War II, but nevertheless they formed the satanic axis of evil that nearly exterminated the Jews and conquered the free world. Jihadis and communists are strange bedfellows, but nevertheless... Communist China, communist Russia, the Islamic Republic of Iran are conducting naval war games. This is some months ago in the Persian Gulf. And China, Russia, and Pakistan are actively embracing the new Taliban terrorist government of Afghanistan that Trader Joe strategically created. Strategically, not accidentally. Islam is on the rise again, globally. Not an accident. Just like crime being on the rise in America again is not an accident. It is deliberate destabilization. In America, they're letting prisoners free, violent prisoners who attack women, kidnap them, and do horrific things. And yet we're letting them go. Who are videotaping themselves walking into stores with the sole purpose of just shooting some innocent white guy. Or worse, intentionally telling the world they're going to go find a grandma with white kids in the car and shoot and kill grandma. And we're letting these known violent criminals go with Soros-funded, deep-pocket globalist money funding district attorneys to this end. None of this is isolated. It's all connected. And that's not conspiracy theory. And if you are putting your head in the sand still to this day saying, oh, that's just conspiratorial. This is all normal. No, there's nothing normal going on. This is not normal at all. This is not status quo. It's not just another election cycle. It's not just liberals doing what liberals do in the liberal press. No, this is a global revolution. Communist insurrectionist Joe isn't fumbling the ball at our Southern border. He's making touchdown after touchdown as waves of South Americans, Haitians, and illegal aliens from all over the world invade our nation according to the Democratic Party's brazen communist insurrection plan unfolding before our watching eyes. I see the the governor of Texas sending, I think it's 11,000 illegal aliens now to liberal cities as a protest, and some are applauding that. Oh, that's fantastic. And I, I say, no, it's not fantastic at all. You have your own troops. You have your own border patrol. You have your own sheriff's departments and deputies and police force. Use them. Secure the border. Uphold the Constitution lawfully. And make Joe Biden's unlawful servants come and stop you if they must, and and put that in the press. That would be far more effective than sending a few thousand illegals up to liberal cities. That's more of a joke. Actually, uphold the laws and the books, arrest all illegals and send them back. Well, that's not compassionate. That's not Christian. Nations have borders in the Bible, heaven has a wall. In the Bible, every nation has borders. No nation will exist for long. No nation will survive without borders and laws. This is the deliberate dismantling of America. It is evil. Are there good people coming just to try to make a better life for their family? Well, in one sense, absolutely yes. Would I be coming from some terrible third world crime infested nation with the borders of America wide open as well? I would probably. I would. I would. And yet it's illegal, and thus they are illegal aliens. They're not migrants. And by the way, it's not helping their nations either. It's not helping the young women who are being sex trafficked either. Joe Biden's making touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. The Democratic Nationalist Socialist Party has been having a daily Super Bowl championship at the southern border, they've got fists full of rings. There's been a lot of talk about Joe Biden's immigration policy failing. That's wrong in at least two counts. Insurrectionist Joe Biden doesn't have an immigration policy, he has an invasion policy. And it's not failing, it's succeeding perfectly. And don't forget the second half of the invasion policy. It's um, denying illegal aliens the right to vote is racist. It's, uh, what's that other term they like? Xenophobia. It's xenophobic. That's scary. You don't be a xenophobic, do you? Man, do do I have xenophobia? Look, look, is that xenophobia on my hand? What is that? Nobody wants to be xenophobic. They throw these words out. That's just xenophobic. Uh, No, it's just absolute, absurd, lawless nonsense that illegal aliens vote. That's nonsense. They must become what? Citizens. Citizens. And who do you suppose they're going to vote for? Once you invite an invasion into America, well, they suppose they're going to vote for the Democratic Nationalist Socialist Party, and that's the sad part. If they do, and I think most of them will, at least initially, if they do, what will that do to them? Everything they tried to escape, that's what the Democratic Nationalist Socialist Party is using them to create in America. Lawlessness, corruption that's what they're being used to create the land of opportunity that's what America was that's why they wanted to come here which by the way is the obvious argument don't forget that the obvious argument against America's supposed systemic racism is that people of color from all over the world are literally dying to get here and they have been for generations Why? Because this is the greatest, freest, most prosperous nation of opportunity the world has ever known, or at least it was, but it won't be much longer if the Democratic National Socialist Party has its way. So this is no accident. It's not an immigration policy. It's an invasion policy. These are talking points. Invasion policy. Joe Biden and his Democratic Party allies aren't accidentally making American heroes out of the tens of thousands of illegal immigrants they invited to invade our country while simultaneously criminalizing the Border Patrol agents, actual American heroes, trying in vain to stop Biden's planned invasion. I mean, I cannot imagine being a Border Patrol agent. Imagine these men who have spent 15, 20 years of their lives in this valiant profession. What do you do? I mean, you'd want to quit, but you'd know if you quit, it's over. Millions of new Democratic Party voters are invading America where they will soon cast their vote for their new Democratic Party masters who are using them to overthrow the Constitution and usher in a communist tyranny. It's ironic that black and brown people from around the globe are risking their lives and abandoning their nations, their homes, and their families to flee to a nation that supposedly suffers from systemic racism and oppresses its citizens of color. In reality, they're leaving everything and risking everything in the pursuit of the American dream embodied by these words, quote, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's America's founding document. But hear me, Joe Biden and his fellow Democratic Party, Nationalist, Socialist, Marxist, Communist enemies of America hate that. They hate it. If they give any lip service to it all, it's only a lie. They're enemies of that reality that made America great. That biblical worldview reality. The truths that we hold to be self-evident. That all men are created equal. Not accidents of a blind cosmos. But created equal. And that they are endowed by their creator. And when this was penned, it, it was the creator of holy scripture that was spoken of. Endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, among these are the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And by the way, that statement is the foundation of the end or the beginning of the end of slavery in the United States of America. And it will, if carried out to its logical, just conclusion, be the end of the genocide of the unborn as well. Thus, the leftists hate it. No matter what they might say about it. Tragically, they are they are invading army that's coming across the border. They are the Communist Democratic Party's useful idiots who will ultimately be used to bring an end to the American dream they sacrificed everything to pursue. Joe Biden didn't stumble, bumble, or fumble in the Middle East or at our southern border or with Ukraine. Oops, how did this happen? It happened through systematic planning and CIA operatives, and money exchanging hands, and carefully planned media reports. Communist insurrectionists Joe, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, the Squad, and their modern-day axis of evil allies have declared war on the United States of America and the Constitution upon which it stands. The whole world will suffer if America falls to the glaringly obvious insurrection taking place in Washington, D.C., in our southern border, and all across America. Make no mistake, if they succeed, every form of evil will be unchecked in America and around the globe. Right now, our war is cold. But boy, it's getting warmer every day. It's a cold war against communism. Any of you remember that? But the Marxists in the White House, the Senate, and the House of Representatives are moving closer to a hot war every day as they systematically marginalize, stigmatize, and criminalize, God-fearing, Bible-believing, Constitution-defending Americans who they're now calling fascists. AOC, this last week, AOC said that her counterparts in the Republican Party tried to kill her. She's referring, of course, to what she's been talking about since January 6th, the insurrection. They are preparing for war. They are talking about civil war, civil war, civil war every day. The conservative talk show host, the conservative press, the conservative politicians, they're not talking about civil war except to say, hey, those guys, are, they're talking about civil war. What does the word of God say? What does God's word say to this evil? Here are eight Biblical reasons to actively stand against the Democratic Party's communist insurrection, to actively stand against communist evil, to expose communist evil. First point, first point, Exodus 20, verse 3, in the law of God, you shall have no other gods before me. Exodus 20, verse 3, you shall have no other gods before me. Communism is a satanic assault against God and mankind as a whole and is thus fundamentally, historically, and actively anti-God, anti-Christ, anti-church, anti-law, and anti-gospel. Communism seeks to usurp God's throne and make the state or government God, and thus the only arbiter of truth and decider of good and evil. That is communism's fundamental nature. And you must know Marx was consciously a God-hater, consciously anti-Christ. And thus he created this system of government known as communism that is satanic. It is against God. It is against mankind. It is historically and actively anti-God, anti-Christ, anti-church, anti-law, and anti-gospel. It seeks to set government up as the ultimate authority government defining truth, government defining good and evil, not God. God defines truth. God defines good and evil, and God defines government and its parameters. All governments and all governors are subject to God, not vice versa. Exodus 20 verse 3, you shall have no other gods before me. Secondly, Exodus 20 verse 13, you shall not murder You should not murder. Communism inevitably leads to the mass murder of millions. Open any history book, and you should be opening history books. You should be reading about the rape of Nan King. You should be reading about the history of Mao. You should be reading about the history of Stalin and that Nationalist Socialist Party called the Nazi Party. Communism inevitably leads to the mass murder of millions. Open any history book that hasn't been rewritten by lying communist social justice, woke BLM historians, and you'll find communism's nightmarish history of mass suffering, mass starvation, deliberate starvation, and mass murder. You see, communism is not sustainable. So communist tyrants always end up in a position where they decide, well, these people just won't eat. These people are, are more healthy and more strategically placed and and maybe there'll be better soldiers for me or better workers or they haven't given me as much guff and so they'll live and you just don't get to eat, you overhear. So Exodus twenty thirteen, you shall not murder. Communism is at odds with God and his law. You shall have no other gods before me. No, no, the The government is God. The government determines good and evil, right and wrong. The government is in charge and you obey the government over and above God. You shall not murder. Oh, it's not murder. It's actually right. And that's the problem with all of the messaging going on out there. Their messaging leads to people feeling morally right about killing you because you're not on board with their Marxism. You're the evil bourgeoisie. You're the evil and privileged people with homes cars retirement accounts property of any kind and you actually believe the constitution you just don't give it lip service it is so sickening to hear these enemies of the constitution constantly crying out about the constitution the constitution and freedom when they're enemies of both exodus 20:13 you shall not murder by the way before they murder you they have to take away your guns your ability to defend yourself and communists always come in the door again talking about utopia and for the good of citizens we want to protect you and so we got to take everyone's guns to protect you they are unleashing evil men from the jails they're unleashing evil men in the form of islam in order to create a situation where they need to protect you and therefore we need to take your guns so they can murder at will exodus 20:15 you shall not steal you shall not steal. God's basic law. No other gods before me. You shall not murder. You shall not steal. Exodus twenty fifteen. Communism is theft. There's a talking point. Communism is theft. Can you remember that one, young man? Communism is theft. You shall not steal. Where do property rights come from? In a godless world, there are no property rights. In a godless world, might makes right. In God's world, in the biblical world view, there are property rights. You shall not steal. Personal property, the right to possess it, to own it, to keep it, and to pass it along to your children, that comes from God. You reject God, you lose personal property rights. Communism is theft. Marxists deny the biblical worldview of capitalism built upon the solid foundation of personal property rights born out of the Ten Commandments in the Bible as a whole. Do you understand that These kids being raised up today believe capitalism is evil. They hate it. How bad is it out there? I'll tell you how bad it is. Nearly 20 years ago, early in my pastoral ministry, we had a young man in this church who was in the public school system, against my counsel, but he was probably a junior in high school. And we were having a conversation amongst the youth in my home. And he came out with more conviction than I'd ever heard this young man speak. We were talking about America and general good things about America. And he said, America? I hate America. Now, where did this young man get that kind of conviction? Not from his father, who was a veteran. Not from his mother. He got it from the public school system where he was well taught and indoctrinated. He hates America. What does he hate about America? Well, he hates its evil capitalism. He hates its evil influence out there in the world. And America's not perfect, but hear me. America has been a blessing to the world. America has held evil in check globally throughout its history, imperfectly, but more so than any other nation. I said to him, and I say to anyone who says that now, well, then leave, leave now, go, don't come back. You hate America? Then why are we opening the borders so all the South Americans and Africans and Asians can pour in? You wouldn't want them to suffer like you, would you? Suffer. Capitalism, suffer opportunity, suffer where you can come as a non-English speaking immigrant, first generation immigrant, lawfully or illegally, and within a decade, be wealthy through hard work. No education even, just working hard, getting up every day, grinding and working hard. Now, if you have an education on top of that, oh my. Or if you managed to get one in this land of freedom and opportunity you hate America? Really? Where did you get that talking point? Marxist tyrants and governments delegitimize personal property rights and steal from those who have to give to those who do not have until shelter, food, and clothing are scarce for all. You shall not steal Joe Biden and your new 87,000 IRS agents who are what? Joe's army. Did you all read the one ad? Before they suppressed it or changed it, the one ad said, if you want to be one of the new 87,000 IRS agents who, when added to the standing IRS agents, will equal or exceed the number of U.S. Marines, if you want to be one of these IRS agents, you must be willing to carry a firearm and use deadly force. What? This is the IRS? How about you just get me my tax return on time? You shall not steal. Exodus 20.15. Exodus twenty sixteen, you should not bear false witness. Communism is a lie. Fundamentally, it's a lie. It always promises utopian equity, and it always delivers equal suffering for all, except for the tyrants in power. Hear that again. Communism always promises utopian equity. Equity, equity, equity. Is that not the buzzword of the hour? Equity. And it always delivers equal suffering for all except for the tyrants in power. Utopian equity. But that's not what you get. You shall not bear false witness, Exodus 20.16. And of course, communism has to criminalize its opponents. Mao was ruthless. Again, read the history of Mao. He was ruthless with people in his own party. Ruthless. He murdered and lied and stole, ruthless, a disgusting, perverted, superstitious man with a powerful lie called communism. It's a powerful satanic lie. Everywhere it goes, it unleashes evil and oppression. Fifth, you shall not covet. You shall not covet. Communism creates a sense of entitlement and class warfare by justifying the sin of covetousness in the name of fairness, equity, justice, reparation, social justice, wokeness, and white privilege. They then unleash their entitled, Proletariat, brown shirt, hammer and sickle adorned, BLM Antifa army on the bourgeoisie middle class property owners and capitalist pig business owners. They deliberately foment class warfare between the haves and the have nots by sowing endless seeds of covetousness designed to convince the have nots that they have the righteous right and responsibility to violently take what the haves possess, up unto and including their lives. Each one of these points could be a message. I'll probably do that eventually. That is an important point, you shall not covet. Again, the 87,000 IRS agents, new IRS agents, the Student Loan Act. I served six years in the United States Marine Corps in part for a GI Bill. Many of you did similar. You worked, you suffered to some extent, you paid off your debt or you're still paying for it. And the Democratic National Socialist Party shows up with a big heart and says, oh, we'll just pay off that debt. By the way, what debt are they paying? Who are they paying it to? They're paying it to communist training institutions. Again, it's no accident. It's all connected. And and who is receiving that debt repayment? Largely young men and young women who have just been fully indoctrinated in that anti American, anti God, communist worldview. These are the officers in their army. You shall not covet. How about the New Testament? 2 Thessalonians 3.10 If anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. 2 Thessalonians 3.10 If anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. 1 Timothy 5.8 If anyone does not provide for his own and especially those of his own household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Communism enslaves mankind and steals away our motivation to work with the promise of security and free stuff. Look around our city. That's communism. That's democratic nationalist socialism. Are those men and women, young men and young women, boys and girls, are they prospering out there? They're not prospering. But that's where this worldview leads. Suffering. Look at the ads being run right now by the democratic nationalist socialist in Oregon who want to be the next governor. We're going to help all those homeless. We're going to give more money, more of your money to them which will just be squandered and used for more drug use and abuse, more alcohol use and abuse. The biblical worldview is you do not work, you do not eat. Where's the compassion there? Where's the compassion? Who defines compassion? Leftists? Socialists? God defines compassion. It's not compassionate to take away the desire to work. Because working is healthy. Achieving is healthy, earning is healthy for the individual and society as a whole. Thus, if you do not work, you shall not eat. Your stomach gets to grumbling and you think all those want ads that are everywhere, right? Everywhere, want ads are everywhere and they will pay unskilled labor who can show up with a few teeth in their head on time or not on time, they will pay them prime wage. And then their stomach won't be grumbling anymore, now will it? And that is the biblical worldview. That is biblical compassion. Go to work. If truly we're in a situation where there are no jobs and no opportunity, that's a different circumstance. And then we find ways to create real jobs, mind you, or to create job training opportunities, that sort of thing. That is compassionate. We teach them to fish, though. We don't just hand them a fish. 7th, Matthew twenty-eight, eighteen. Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Communism is an atheist power grab. Marxists attempt to steal all authority and power from Jesus Christ himself. Marxists and the governments they build and the policies they implement are anti-God, anti-Christ, anti-Bible, anti-church, anti-gospel, anti-evangelism, and anti-family. Marxism is the enemy of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, who has all authority in heaven and earth, and has commanded us to go therefore and subdue the nations Go therefore make disciples of all the nations. There's never been a greater need for America's pastors and Christians to resist the authority of Romans 1 tyrants and to fully submit to the authority of Jesus Christ and his great commission command. It is a historical fact that communist tyrants always come through the door promising utopian equity and never fail to deliver God-hating atheistic darkness, poverty, oppression, starvation, mass murder, and equal suffering for all. This isn't just politics. This isn't beneath the notice of gospel-minded men. There are woke, social justice, BLM, anti-Christ, anti-gospel, anti-church, communist, democrat, wolves afoot, inside and outside of the church attacking and threatening to devour the sheep of the Lord's fold. This is a church sanctification, church discipline, pulpit preaching, street preaching, evil exposing, love of neighbor, love of God, great commission. Go, therefore, and preach repentance to all nations in obedience to Jesus Christ issue. You'll either do your God-given job, my fellow pastors and churches, or in your apathetic silence, you'll prove you're a self-loving, cowardly hireling. Which will it be? Eighth and final point, Romans 13, 1 through 5 that every soul be subject to the governing authorities for there is no authority except from God and the authorities that exist are appointed by God therefore whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves for rulers are not a terror to good works but to evil do you want to be unafraid of the authority do what is good and you will have praise from the same for he is God's minister to you for good but if you do evil be afraid for he does not bear the sword in vain for he is God's minister an avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil therefore you must be subject not only because of wrath but also for conscience sake again romans 13 1 through 5 joe biden's communist insurrection is a lawless tyrannical attempt to throw off the rule of the united states constitution that god providentially established as the highest earthly law and governing authority in america It's every Christian's Romans 13 duty to defend the Constitution and our nation from any man or political party that seeks to abolish our constitutional republic. The Constitution is our ultimate Romans 13 governing authority, not the insurrectionist Joe Biden. That authority comes from God. The First and Second Amendments establish the means by which we defend our Constitution and the nation. The First Amendment establishes the freedom of speech as our first and constant line of defense. We must speak truth. We must expose evil. The Second Amendment provides the right to keep and bear arms as our second line of defense against tyranny. And if we will not speak truth, then we will end up having to fight evil. Acts 5.29, the Apostle Peter said, we ought to obey God rather than men. We ought to obey God rather than men. When I joined the United States Marine Corps, I raised my right hand and I swore this oath. I do solemnly swear that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic that I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same, and that I will obey the orders of the President of the United States and the orders of the officers appointed over me according to the regulations of the Uniform Code of Military Justice. So help me God, the God of the Bible. That same United States Marine Corps gave me the Bible. The Bible that by God's grace brought me to repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. And I mean to make good on that oath. love of God and love of neighbor to defend the constitution against all enemies foreign and domestic do you notice that comes before obeying the president or officers appointed over me why because the constitution is the highest law of the land it is the king and the word of God says honor the king obey the king and above that of course Acts 5, 29, we ought to obey God rather than men. If there's a conflict between obedience to God and obedience to men, it's always obedience to God that we render. And so there we have eight points from the law of God and from the New Testament. Eight points that expose the evil of communism in our nation, around the globe, on the pages of history. And we need to be very, very familiar with those points We need to be exposing this evil, the evil of our age. This evil is coming for us. It's coming for everyone we love and everything we love. We must stand and we must fight a good fight, God willing, just with words, the First Amendment. But if that should fail, then it's a fight worth fighting with the Second Amendment as well. And don't let any liar tell you otherwise. Study the history of communism. Study the depravity of man. They're virtually the same. You don't want the depravity of man unleashed. Therefore, you do not want communism. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the sober word from Holy Scripture that exposes the evil that is growing in our age and threatens everything we love. We pray this evil will be pushed back by the body of Christ standing up against the wiles of the devil, standing firm against the wiles of the devil and wielding the sword of the spirit, the word of you, the one true almighty God. We pray it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.